I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. Real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Well, January's almost over already. Snow is finally melting here. You know, it's been around since November. I don't know. Whatever. It's not Chicago, people. This is Colorado. We're nerding out on a lot of stuff this week, and I mean a lot. I have even more music to share with you. I'm so excited about this. And a man from our past returns to the present to join us on this journey of epic proportions. A man once beaten, now marveling at the wondrous and cavernous studio that awaits his voice and his stories. Ooh. Yeah. Um... I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Yeah, uh, he's been real flaky lately. And I'm just not sure that he's the caliber person that we would want. Let's rock it. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to The Real Brian Show. Happy Friday already. My gosh. I am The Real Brian. I'm Captain Influence. Captain Influence, welcome. Welcome me. Welcome me. Hello. So wait. And wh- welcome. What? Welcome. And this uh, kind of flaky guy, he's been uh, not the kind of caliber we're looking for. Is that? That's not true. Hello, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I may have come out of the time portal in the wrong direction. Where Where am I? When am I? Uh, this is the year 2093. I may have miscalibrated. 2020. I'm sorry. 2020. Was that correct? I still may have miscalibrated in my jump. (sighs) Mad scientist, welcome back. It's good to be back. Thank you for having me. Mad scientist. So the mad scientist went into the speed force, I believe, or something. uh, Time portal. I I think it was the speed force. It was about two years ago. Right. Two years ago. Two years sounds right. Wow. And uh, he just appeared. Actually, I, I I sent out a message into the speed force asking. Where did you go? Crisis came. Mad scientist didn't return. And I sent out a message and all of a sudden he responded. A, a, it was like a ghost voice from the past. I'm pretty sure he skip jumped from episodes 32 oh, to 44 to no. 93. And now he's in 196, right? You know, skip jumping will fly you through a, a star or a moon and that'll end your precious little time travel trip pretty dang quick. The shortest trip of all time. Boy. (laughs) Who you calling boy? I'd take pleasure in gutting you, boy. (laughs) Do you remember that quote? Yes. Yes. I cannot place it, though. The Rock. Uh, Thank you. I I literally have the poster (laughs) sitting here staring me in the face. And I still can't place the quote. Oh, my gosh. Man, am I out of it. Yes, you are on episodes 32, 44, and the last one was 93, almost two flipping years ago a hundred episodes later it's it's really good to be back it is 103 episodes exactly later here you are we're almost celebrating 200 here in the next few weeks there it is very cool see Uh, i knew it was a significant landmark exactly uh, when i came back who would have thought we would have made 200 episodes on this show really i I plead the fifth you plead the fifth (laughs) did you think we'd we'd make it captain yeah, I I didn't think we'd get bored that fast. I mean, I, I figured we'll be around at 500 and then we'll see what happens after that. Uh, bored? I don't think bored's going to be the problem. <laughs> uh, if we were doing one topic on this show, that's it. Uh, yes, I would have been bored, you know, 200 episodes ago. Unless it was PayPal, <laughs> because you can talk about PayPal for like oh hundreds and hundreds of episodes, especially, Brian, so especially if you can make fun of them. Oh, like... I love gossip. It is like the best thing ever, right? Like, oh my God, I I can't agree with you more. But what about Gossip Girl? Um, Not my kind of show there. Okay, that's not my caliber. Okay. No, no. Those, but I figured they do a lot of gossip. I, I haven't seen the show. I have no idea if that's actually what it's about. Yeah, I don't even know who's in it. Some girl People. who gossips. That's about it. I don't watch those shows, man. 
I'm so glad you're here in the studio with me. I mean, isn't this studio magnificently large? You know, when Captain Influence comes here, usually we sit about 200 feet apart. It's kind of like 1989 Batman with, uh, you know, Oh yeah, no, that sounds Bruce Wayne right. and Vicky. Vale yeah, of course. With, yeah. Across the table. I have a life-size replica of job of the heart over dude. there. More 200 like 200 yards. yards. That's true. It's big. It's yeah. a large place. So we can fit your entire house in this, but Hey, you're in residency right now. That is true. Last time you were on, you were in med school. Yep. You graduated. You got your residency uh, approved or wait, accepted. That's what it is, right? Yep. Accepted to residency, matched to residency. In uh, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Little SLC going for you. Oh, yeah. You at Jazz Wait games? a second. Hold on. How do you have a day <laughs> off? I've got to know. Vacation, man. Vacation. They give you vacation and residency? Three weeks a year. Oh. Really? There you go. Wow. That's awesome. I had no idea. I just thought you were just balls to the wall for like two years. That's oh, true. It's, it's balls to the wall pretty much across the board when I'm not on vacation. Yeah. I mean, when he's when he's on vacation, you know, patients are dying. But hey, whatever. You're here. <laughs> no, no, no. They make me wait until uh, I'm somewhere where I can't inadvertently kill anyone by not showing up. Ah, right here. <laughs> Stay alive for one week while he goes on vacation. And when he comes back, he'll take care of you. Yeah. Okay. I can't hurt anyone on an elective. That's which is true. what I'm doing right now. So yeah, I like I, that. I can get some time off. That's well, I'm, awesome. I'm glad you're here. I'm Me glad. Too. And do you have a specialty that you're going to go into or? So I'm routing through pediatrics right now and I'll eventually specialize down into pediatric neurology. So oh, okay. I'm going to be dealing with a lot of brain stuff, neuromuscular stuff, seizures, cerebral palsy, all of that good business. But for the time being, I do essentially just two years of general pediatrics. Okay. So I work at the children's hospital, um, kind of work with all of the different consultant and primary services, and then eventually I'll transition over, do a couple of blocks with the adult hospital to really study all of the strokes and adult side of neurology and then come mm. back. And I'm essentially reincarnated for my last couple of years as the child neurologist. Are you uh, going to be like the pediatric Patch Adams? I think I can try to swing that a little bit. I don't know if I can pull off the nose, but the sense of humor, you know, it kind of fits. <laughs> I, you, you know me. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm a little bit more of a that's why kind I of say fly it. by the seat of my pants, yeah. a little bit more flexible, figuratively, not literally. I've never been able to touch my toes, <laughs> and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Mm. But, you know, both uh, metaphysically and metaphorically and morally <laughs> flexible. Yeah, um, I, I like that. Uh, do I look thin to you? I've been trying to lose weight. Did I go too far? I don't think you went too far. I think you <laughs> just went from? just far Patch, enough. <laughs> Patch Adams. I, oh, won't, right, I right. won't continue the quote. It's a little inappropriate for this show. <laughs> One of my favorite sorry, quotes. Sorry, ever. Robin. Uh, no, Robin Williams was awesome. I'm apologizing that, to his spirit. That was a good, <laughs> good movie. It got sad, but that was a good movie. So Patch, the real Patch Adams is he still alive and practicing? Oh goodness, I could not tell you off the top of my head. I don't. I mean, I don't. I just don't know. So I'm asking. But maybe we should look that up and you know talk about it later. But yeah. All right. So pediatric neurology. So if you learn about adult neurology, that'll give you a little bit of a comparison to look at, like why children have this versus adults, and yeah, for you know, sure, some kind of new skills to bring back, some understanding of stuff that you don't see as often in kids that certainly exists. Things like strokes in pediatrics sure. um, that you see all the time in the adult world. Yeah, and then a lot of what I am ultimately going to end up doing deals with really lifelong stuff where. These are conditions, whether that's genetic, whether that's from a problem that showed up right after birth or these degenerative conditions that last essentially lifelong. Sure. So the transition from the pediatric world to the adult world is one of the hardest things that we actually have to do right now because it's very, very difficult to kind of coordinate going from the pediatric world where everyone really understands how this works and has a lot of experience dealing with these conditions to the adult world where you see that you know once in a blue moon. Sure. And the majority of your life is something completely different. Interesting. So kind of by studying both of those, theoretically, I'm better equipped to kind of provide that lifelong guidance. That makes sense. Nice. Well, I'm glad you're doing this, man. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm really excited about it right now. And you're having fun. Yes. Good. I have two questions. Oh my gosh. First, mad scientist. Can you tell us a story like, What's the most disgusting thing you've seen in your residency? And second, can I get a prescription for some Vicodin? Oh my gosh, I love Vicodin. <laughs> I mean, bro, who doesn't love Vicodin? Actually, I can't stand it, uh, to be completely honest. 
No, it's it's actually true. It's it so up. kind of on the thread of, you know, I half jokingly used to teach my uh, 2Ds when I was teaching anatomy that every human being is a special and unique snowflake. Dang and right. I meant it, hey, you know, far. in a really <laughs> sassy way because, you know, this artery that you're looking for in the anatomy lab is supposed to be here, but it's not because either it doesn't exist in this person, somebody hacked it off accidentally or whatever. <laughs> so uh, use your quote anatomical imagination to picture right. that something is there. Right. That being said, the, the phrase still holds true. Everyone is special and unique and everyone reacts to things in different ways, whether that's their genetics or their environment or something yeah. else. So uh, there are people that I've met who Vicodin just does not do it for. No. And others that just relish the moment. Yeah. It's so bad. You opioided addicts. Uh, Terrible. But the rest, no. I mean, I yeah. There's, you know, it's funny because like none of those, Percocet, Vicodin, Tramadol, they all mess me up. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. There are people. The Vicodin that, really helps me with my pain, with my prostatitis pain. But mm. uh, luckily, I don't have to take it very often. Yeah. And it does make me sleep funny. So. It does have a negative to it. Sleep funny as in like you yeah, just, walk? It, it, my, my head feels weird while I'm trying to go to sleep. Oh, yeah. 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 So, But while I'm awake and, and, and active, it, it really kills the pain and that's fantastic. But See, when I take it, it's like mescaline. You know, it's the only way to fly. Never really know if you're awake or still dreaming. That's the problem. God, I think it. you take too much. I've never taken mescaline. But no, the <laughs> truth is, is that I did take Vicodin once after a surgery and I... I seriously thought I was floating above my body. It was like a hallucinogenic trip, man. That's totally fair. Yeah. I stopped taking it. Then they're like, how about Percocet? Same thing. How about Tramadol? Uh, Can we just go ibuprofen? No. Yeah. Well, it won't knock out the pain. I'd rather deal with the pain than have it on a freaking trip. I don't know. Well, enough about drugs. Yeah. What about the story? (laughs) The story. Yes. Tell us a disgusting story. How strong is your stomach? Uh, Well, mine's incredibly strong, but I don't know about our listeners. So uh. on today's edition of (laughs) words that you don't want to hear in combination with the word prolapse, Uh, make sure you are not eating right now. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) So just don't don't say anal contusion, please. Oh, yeah. We don't want to go there. Oh, yeah. We're on that level. So this uh, is uh, this is a story that goes back to my sub internship when I was a fourth year medical student working in the children's hospital. And we had a patient who was maybe 11, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, There was some endocrine problems going on, weighed something like 300 pounds at 11 years old. Um, There were some hormone imbalance problems, but also had a lot of really bad GI issues. Oh man. And Uh, you can imagine all of the things that could stem from that. But ultimately what ended up happening was we had to do a colonoscopy Mm. and Mm -hmm. They found something interesting when they looked up in the colon. Exit only. And that was whole French fries. What? The kid put French fries up his butt? That seems to be <laughs> the most logical of our explanations. Oh, interesting. Because that one of two things child. happened. Either they swallowed them whole and they somehow made them through the entire system. Doubt it. Intact. Without getting broken well, down, well, if it's from digested. McDonald's, it's very possible that it did that. No, You're not wrong no. in that statement. <laughs> there are enough artificial things in those French fries that yeah. they could probably survive more than the yeah. average bear. It, it's true. So it's so true. But, but that's where all the delicious lives, obviously. Exactly. Right. So, so that you're is also very important. Either but, he swallowed whole McDonald's French French fries whole, or somebody stuck them up. Your words, not mine. But yes. Wait, so do you think, okay, was the kid like, I got bullied in school and some other kids stuck him up? Was it one? Yeah, no, it was, not, not like that. Not on that level. It's more just like a thing that we incidentally found. And this is that, after like several days in the hospital. So uh, we have no idea where all of that came from. And he didn't say where it came from. No, absolutely not. He pled the fifth and wow. Uh, but he's that fine was, now. As that, far as I know, okay, this is, bad. you know, Several states away since wow. I uh, moved away. That's actually not okay. disgusting as much as that is like, how? Yeah. <laughs> how is that possible? That was a really good story, but I want something more disgusting than that. Well, maybe not. 
<laughs> I just like I said, I think I think you and I could handle it, Captain Influence, but uh, we don't want to lose everybody. French fries up the all butt right. isn't disgusting French enough for you. That's, it's not disgusting right, as much as it is like that's just shocking. Shocking. Yeah, it's, it's it's more like wow, that, the things that people do. You know, no, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna true. I'm yeah. going to be happy with that story and yeah, thank how, you. How about a moment of how about a story where it's just like wow, you know, it brought a tear to your eye. You really yeah. massively help someone, you know, change someone's life, something like that. More so, like the real Brian show. <laughs> <laughs> something a little bit more in line with our mission here. Yeah, that, yes. that sounds yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> we'll get back on right. track. Yeah. No, yeah. And that's something that has actually been really inspiring to me in the last uh, couple of weeks. So I, like I said, I'm on an elective block right now where I'm, you know, kind of doing my own thing, doing some lecturing stuff, learning how to be an effective teacher, all of that. But before Mm. that, I was actually on the oncology service. So working with a lot of pediatric cancers Mm. and just the people that I worked with there, in particular the nurses, because they're kind of the front lines on all of this. They're the ones cleaning everything up, giving all of the drugs, mm-hmm. doing all of the things, dealing with the pain. And they are the kindest, calmest people I have had mm-hmm. the opportunity to work with in my, albeit short career so yeah. far. Yeah. And it's been really cool to kind of watch that and see just the patience, the care, the love that, these people can put forward for very, very sick mm. individuals. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's not easy. I, I have been chewed out, yelled at, <laughs> screamed at by both uh, kids and their parents. It, it turns out <laughs> the parents who have chronically ill children tend to have a lot of anxiety and, and, anger anger and yeah. bitterness. I'm sure. And you know, it's, not only is it very inconvenient to have a life-threatening illness, but it's also very stressful. I imagine. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the people that get to deal with that on a daily basis are, um, it's Special. actually very, They're very superheroes. impressive. They are yeah, superheroes. They really are. It's very true. And there are days, you know, I have to step out of the room sometimes so that I can take, you know, 30 seconds to do some mindfulness exercises, some deep breathing and really just do a little bit of meditation to calm myself down because I'm too stressed to be in that situation. Mm. And these are the people that are like charging in head on because if they don't do this job, who will? Yeah. Thank God for people like that. It's true. In all sorts of vocations. Thank God for people who have the patience the courage yeah. know, that's that's cliche but still no, it's true it's, it's, it applies and just the temperament to help people like that yeah for sure well you know you hear that where people will say i have this mission for whatever and sometimes they'll try to you know push that mission on other people like you should be like this too but this goes back to this whole story here is that we all have different missions and each and every one of us has to be able to embrace that mission push into it charge in and you know we're all superheroes in our own areas so yeah that's, absolutely that's cool to hear that different ways yeah different superpowers yeah that's right so are you're saying that those people can charge into that sort of situation and you're kind of like man i don't know and you're finding your specialty over where you can charge in or are you saying no i can charge into that too i'm just curious depending on the day so well, sure i it obviously varies with, you know, how hard things have been at home or what happened yeah. at work that week or what happened on my favorite TV show. Yeah, see, that affects all of us. Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. You know, some some show kills off my favorite character. I'm not going to be in a stable place to deal with the stressed out <laughs> oh, parents. Let me tell you, right around the middle of the Mandalorian season, I was so cranky. Oh, man. And then right on the last two episodes, right around the last two episodes, my mood just went way up again and you're right you're absolutely correct it's like football season your team wins everybody's happy and your team loses and everybody's depressed for three days oh so uh, so true uh, i'm kidding I, I i it didn't affect me but actually it did but that's okay no I'm wait what no, I, I mean no pop culture doesn't control my life no, it, it has no sway over no. how i act and can't believe things. they killed off baby yoda that's what got me wait, though. what yeah what <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. I'm, He's well, kidding. I'm saying congratulations on that. The fact you've pursued this for so long. I mean, I remember when you were trying to get into med school and how hard it is. You know, you apply and you apply Ugh, and you apply for years. Years. It's wow. just and everybody does that. I mean, remember Rob Dog? 
applied for dentistry school, dental school, whatever, for how many years? Two or three years as well. It's yeah, just, it, it was takes a while. Same ballpark. Interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. You guys persevere, you get in and then you work your way through it and it's amazing. It's a freaking journey, well, man. Yeah. That leads me to another question. I, is it the GRE you have to take to get into med school or is that a uh, lawyer? The MCAT thing? is uh, the, the one. MCAT. GRE is for grad school and then the LSATs oh, are grad for school, law. That's right. Okay, so you, but you have to take a, a certain test. Yep. You have to take a certain test to get into med school, right? Correct. I had always assumed that whatever that test is, if you passed it within a certain range, that you would get into a <laughs> med school. I, I nope. didn't realize they were if so only, selective. Oh, no, gosh. It's, uh, the so number much. of people that apply to med school far outweigh the number of available med school spots. As Interesting. It turns out. So they have this whole interview process and that, you know, test to kind of test your aptitude for doing medicine Mm -hmm. is really just more one little number to put on your application to be like, yeah, I'm probably going to be good at this. Well, I I know I'm sounding naive to a lot of people right now, but I just, the reason I thought that was because that it seems like there's kind of a shortage of doctors and other high end medical professionals out there. And if there's a shortage, then why is it so hard to get into med school? Again, I know that they want good quality brains to get into the schools, but you're saying there's way more applicants than there are positions in schools. And I know there's plenty of med schools out there, but maybe I don't know. And I obviously I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm fishing for information here. Nope. You're a hundred percent. Yeah. And the bottleneck, as far as I can tell in my experience tends to be residency because there's only a certain number of training slots that you can get into after you've done med school. which means that no matter how many people you train, you're going to only have so many spots left for them to go and actually do the practical side of that. And it really comes down to money is Mm. uh, the experience that I've had. Imagine that. Because training a medical professional is not an inexpensive thing. And we Mm. have things to do like remodeling the entryway of the hospital and updating the cafeteria. (laughs) And I'm letting my own little bit of bitterness sneak in here, aren't I? (laughs) Because that's That's what's important. I would take an easier call schedule over a prettier hospital. Well, that's that's very enlightening. Yeah, that's 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 business for you. No, yeah, it's uh, and it's very much a uh, it's a supply and demand thing where sure. you theoretically could have the supply, but there's a little narrowing where you can only train so many people per year. Which I understand that because if you're training too many people at once, then is anybody really getting enough personalized attention and hands-on experience to actually be able to be a good doctor eventually? Well, given that we're working 70, 80 hour weeks, yes, there is enough. I would think there's enough experience to go around. So in other words, you could say you could double the residency openings except for money. Except for money. And, you know, there's a certain amount of experience that you need, particularly, uh, and I will say I'm working from more of a medical um, side of things rather than the surgical side of things. And especially in something that is very procedure focused, like surgery, you need a certain number of hours of experience, a certain number of procedures. And if they were to expand a program like that, then it might be a little bit more difficult to get that experience. But at least okay. where I'm coming from, I mean, I'm coming from a program where we lost two of our residents fairly early on and everyone's call schedules are absolutely brutal. Mm. What do they just kind of like wash out? Um, one ended up doing a different specialty. It was like okay. an early acceptance that um, ended up doing, I think, psychiatry or something like that. Okay. And then one uh, transferred to a different program oh. in New York. Well, just decided wash out, though. she didn't like Utah. Yeah. Utah is a... Uh, uh, you love it or beautiful. hate it from what I've heard. Oh, it's a beautiful state. There's such a split in the culture of Utah and Salt Lake City in particular because, <laughs> yeah. and I don't think I'm alone in this. The first thing that I assume most people would think of when I bring up Salt Lake City and bring up Utah is probably the musical, the book of Mormon. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Musical. <laughs> I think of the temple. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. And to be fair, everything in the city is laid out on a grid numbered by how far it is from said temple. Interesting. So you start out with like West Temple, East Temple, North Temple, South Temple, the roads kind of crisscrossing and then it goes like 100, 200, 300 South, North, 
east west whatever interesting okay. so everything there is very centered around that and there is definitely a very strong lds presence in the area mm-hmm. but at the same time there's almost this extreme counterculture mm. where there's a lot of you know it's it's very much a typical big city where you have kind of the more liberally minded mm-hmm. um, people there's a very strong lgbt community there mm-hmm. and there's just a little bit of tension behind kind of the, you know, more strict religious, you sure. can't buy liquor on Sundays mm-hmm. kind of deal with the more, um, Hey, whatever not goes that kind way. Of thing. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Interesting. So it's been interesting kind of getting used to that little bit of tension. Yeah. Interesting. You want to stay in Salt Lake city? After we'll find out. I'm stuck there for the next three and a half years. So we'll see okay. how I feel at the end of that. It may be that, you know, the outdoor culture really appeals to me. And I'm like, yeah, I do want to stick around here. And it mm-hmm. may be that I'm just so sick of it that I want to move on to something new. I'm okay. I am the sort of person that craves novelty as I think Brian knows. Oh yes. So um staying in one place for a really long time. It, it may or may not be for me. And it honestly depends on what happens over the next few years. Yeah. Well, if you want novelty, you should try putting French fries up Never mind. Hey, speaking of putting things, you know, <laughs> sticking things in certain. Do you know that this song has been stuck in my head? Great transition. Nice huh? segue. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Uh, this song has been stuck in my head now for like a week, and it's that Old Town Road song. You know, we talked about that on the show, Lil Nas X, that country rap song. I'm like trying to go to bed at night. I'm like, I take my horse to the old town road. Right. You know, I'm just like, Oh, get out. no, I like that song surprisingly because it's not country to me. It's like a Western rap is what it reminds me. It's not country, but I like the song, but I'm like, get out of my mind. Which quote was that? Come on. Movie, movie. Dune, Dune, Dune. Yeah. Ooh. Woo. All right. I'm glad you caught that. The Nerds. mother, mother Gaius yeah. Helen Mohiam. I've been saying that. And I'm just like, my gosh. So in order to like drown out Old Town Road, which is a great song, by the way, I've been like uh, playing that Billie Eilish, everything I wanted song kind of on repeat. That in Millennium Lonely with Chandler Leighton, 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 whatever. We're going to go with Leighton, 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 Leighton. Oh, I just, that song. That, I've been having that on like replay too. I've had both those songs just because they're just soothing and like ethereal and mesmerizing and oh. ethereal is a good word. And yeah, I told you this before the show. I still can't figure out if I like Billie Eilish or not because really all I have to do is talk like this and now I'm singing like Billie <laughs> Eilish. And, and I'm doing I listened to her. Yeah. I listened to that song. Yeah. Uh, what was the one you liked? Um, Everything I wanted. Oh. Yeah, I listened to that before the show. Yeah, what'd you think? Because it was it was okay, but then I listened to one of her other songs, and it sounded her, her singing's very similar. On her it other is songs. almost identical. And I didn't like one of her other songs. Her most listened to song, "Bad Guy," I think it is. Oh yeah, uh, I, don't like that song. I hate that song. It yeah. It stinks. I don't like that so, one either. So but, I mean, I'm going to use this to yeah. segue. But hold on. Oh yeah. When you're listening to Billie <laughs> Eilish, be on Vicodin. Because I'm telling you what, like that would just make her experience so much better because it feels like you're on some acid trip anyway when you're listening to her music. Yeah, Is it not? I'm, my Vicodin supplies Relay Limited. Oh I'm not going to take one for Billy. You're I'm an sorry. addict, Captain. Hey, so I'm not even <laughs> sort of an addict. But here's the thing. Is is it not like just this kind of weird drugged out feeling? So you were asked, is she a genius or is she like just some just weird weird and, and somebody made her famous. But anyway, segue. And the answer is probably yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. That being said, some other, and again, I'm, I'm giving up my title a little bit, but some mad scientist on YouTube decided to take the lyrics and the vocal track of bad guy. Yeah. And superimpose it over smells like teen spirit by Nirvana. (laughs) And it elevates both songs to just a completely different level. And you know, you know me. I love a good mashup. Oh, I yeah. did my Frankensteining of corn uh, with Iggy Azalea. <laughs> I put uh, fancy together with narcissistic cannibal and nice. created fancy cannibal. Nice. And it's probably the most disturbing thing that I've ever done. I love that. But, uh, I, you know, 
Mashups Being are able cool, to man. put two things together like that that really oh, yeah. don't make sense, and it's like, oh, okay, this is actually chocolate and peanut butter. All right. It, so I think it was Enter Sandman. I think Enter Sandman and Superstition from Stevie Wonder. I think. Okay, it was I one of those that. two, or maybe it was. I don't remember. You have to look it up, though. Yeah. Um, but it's it does a mashup, and it's definitely one. It, it's something like that. But it's so good, and you're just like, how does this work? Mashups are amazing. Yep. I can actually hear that in my head. Yeah, it's beautiful. Hey, speaking of music, while we're at it, I just I have more music to share because I'm so excited about this right now. I talked about the Who, H U last week, the Wolf Totem. I did a little more a little more research on this, and first of all, I watched the music video, and I've got two music videos that I'm going to put in the show notes. So I've got the original one where it's like it looks like this Braveheart scene kind of, except they're on Harley's or something. I mean, it's awesome. And, you know, they're, I don't even know what's going on, but that's the original one. And then I put up the one that has the lead singer of Papa Roach in it because that's the song that's actually in my Spotify list. But I found out they are from Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, where an attack was for four years, almost four years. And I'm curious if she knows them because that's not a big town, you know, and people kind of know each other and they started in 2016 and she was there. So I'm curious if she kind of has any like. You know, she'd go to the local, I don't know, warrior bar or whatever the heck they have out there uh, in Mongolia. Or some fermented milk and listen to who? Yeah. The, the who, man, I'm telling you. And it's not the who as in like pinball wizard and, you know, Baba <laughs> O'Reilly. We're talking. See, that's what real. I picture who? every time you say it. <laughs> no, the who, um, the who. Anyway, they are a Mongolian band that blends metal and Mongolian throat singing. Dude. So throat singing is not only from Tibet, apparently. Yeah. Or from Big Bang Theory, because, you know, when or Sheldon Nepal. did his throat singing, that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so I anyway, keep forgetting about that. I'm going to include both those videos in the show notes because that is just it's like a warrior song, man. It's like, yes. All right. Do you remember Green Day? Heck Who doesn't? Yes. You know, the, the band, this I band was alive in the 90s. Yeah, this band. Green Day's here. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, what's this about now? We're Green Day. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We're Green Day. We're Green Day. That is from Community. G R E E N E D A E Y E. Uh, if you've never ever seen that episode, that is so funny. They thought they were bringing in the real Green Day, and this. Basically, I don't even know what they were. Some weird band with sound like a like an Irish. Uh, they're Scottish, like something metal band or something. But anyway, there you go. No, yeah, they're a bagpipe cover band, yeah. which also <laughs> is a wonderful genre of music. If you're uh, looking for that, if you're into that, look for like the enter Sandman on the bagpipes. Yeah. It's so good. But the real green day, i.e., you know, when I come around from the nineties. Yeah, that good stuff. They have a brand new song called. Oh, yeah. And actually, it kind of reminds me of their older stuff. It's really good. Oh. Check it out. They're pre they're pre sellout stuff. Yeah, you know that's I'm, not really I, fair. No, I'm with you on that. It, there were some sellout albums that I know. Uh, Red, you know Red. I I do know Red. Red is awesome. They have a new song called Sever. Oh, it's good. Same thing. It's like it's a harken back to their. This is Red. This is their sound. Oh, it's so good. Sizzle bird, just sizzle bird. You got to say it like that. Too. Yeah, you can't say sizzle bird. That's just like sizzler. You know, sizzle bird. Did you guys remember the sizzler? <laughs> I, I think I've been to the sizzler maybe once in my never, life. When yeah. I was like seven. I just remember the commercials and like they'd have frying meat, you know, and you'd see like the fat frying in front of your eyes and they'd be like sizzler. They still have those. I, we I don't have they one still here, exist. But, yeah, yeah we had one uh, down the corner from my first apartment in Salt Lake. Really? Oh, yeah. And I, fa- I found out when I was in college that there was kind of like a that kind of a ghetto buffet. Yeah. Like steak and fries and bacon potatoes and stuff. I think we went there like, once oh. as a kid and it's like, yeah, okay. We don't have them here. You know, we're, we're too uh, evolved here. I just Bougie. can't imagine going along a buffet line and like with those tongs and I'm like picking out a sirloin and slapping it on your plate and then picking out some steak fries and slapping those on your plate and mm-hmm. some mashed potatoes. Yeah. Actually, I'm getting hungry now. So yeah, seriously, yeah, I know. All right. So uh sizzle bird, I believe Bentastic turned me on to these homies. I think because for whatever reason, I'm like, wait, did, did Ben, 
Yeah, Ben Tass. I I don't know. And if, if you didn't, Ben, then I'm sorry. Whoever did that, I'm I give you thy credit. Mystic. I heard this song called Mystic. It's beautiful. And they have this sweet violinist that reminds me of Lindsey Sterling. But anyway, it's this like super again, ethereal, chill, just kind of relaxed music. Really nice. Good for background if you're working or studying or trying to go to bed at night, you know, stuff like that. Um, anyway, Lindsey Sterling Masquerade is a song to check out as well from her new album, Artery, Ar- Ar- Artery. Uh, or you can go Art- to Artemis. <laughs> Artery. <laughs> Artery, Artemis, it's all the same. So there you go. There's some music. I, I just had to share those songs. They're so good. They're on my list. If you are well, not thanks, following my Brian. Spotify list, you, you really should or else you're not cool. Simple. Or you're too old. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, I, that's true. I don't put a lot of classic rock or oldies on that mix. I have mixes with classic rock and oldies. If you really want to go find those, then you can. So last week we titled the episode. The real Brian is not a nerd. I posted on social media. I solemnly swear that this is true. Nobody believed me. (laughs) I mean, one person uh, shout out by the way uh, to Catherine saying lies. That's what she first thing. All she wrote was lies. Yeah. And then she said, nerds are cool. Nerds are fun. And I thought, well, that's true. Nerds are fun. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's a very obvious statement. You are not a nerd. That's not true. You're a geek. Well, really, though? (laughs) Uh See, there There we go. go. Here we go with the semantics again. Oh, yeah. That uh, we've had this debate many, many times. Oh, man. So it was funny. I went back and I've been doing this for fun because for whatever reason, when I record an episode, I don't go back and listen to it. I know some people do who host podcasts. I don't. If I edit an episode, then of course I'm listening to it. But if I don't edit an episode, which I haven't lately because, you know, thank you to kryptonite. He's been rocking the show from the editing. The standpoint. He's been helping me out. I went back and listened to the episode with Amy Gumenick, who was Cupid on arrow mm-hmm. among a bunch of other things. It was actually the second official episode ever done. And then of course I turned him into bonus episodes and then went from there. But I was just like, Oh my gosh, she was a freaking nerd. But if you saw her, you'd be like, she's not a nerd. She doesn't even look like one, but she is total nerd. So I love the fact, and we got some great comments, by the way, too, on our discussion last week about inner and outer nerds. And our friend Chris was talking about how he suspected that a lot of outer nerds, you remember this, right? Mad scientists. We've had this discussion. Oh yeah, for sure. He said a lot of outer nerds may fall into the Asperger's type of personalities because they just aren't really entirely aware of how they present themselves and probably don't care either. Um, whereas people that don't have, I know some people who don't have Asperger's that they're outer nerds and they just don't care. They, I mean, they really don't. So we had an interesting discussion about that, but it just kind of turned into this whole thing that nerds and geeks nowadays. In fact, we were at the Otterbox store. We have an Otterbox store in town, which is great. I'll share that story in a minute. And I was talking to this dude who, uh, you know, he was, he was cool. He was one of the guys working there. Just, you know, he looked like a normal, cool dude. You get like, this guy's a freaking nerd. He doesn't look like it. So I feel like there's this line now where to be nerdy and geeky has become cool. It's in. It's like, wait you know, a minute. I'm serious. That's a little 2000 and late. I thought I, I've been hearing that nerdy and geeky is cool for at least 15 years now. No, I no for sure. Well, no, I don't know about 15 years, but for at least 10 years. Yes. But I'm saying. It's not just that because here's the thing nerdy and geeky is cool. But when you see a nerd and a geek, it's obvious, right? Nowadays, it's unassuming. You have no idea that people are nerds and geeks anymore. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like became mainstream. Oh, no. So then definitely we don't want to be nerds anymore. What do we want to be? No, it's okay. We're we're nerds. I mean, I've spent my whole life trying to fit in and now I do. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. Don't rip the carpet off from under him. I hate my life. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Sharing the story in the OtterBox store, my screen protector on my phone. Uh, we, I, I can show you Mad Scientist. So you know they put this little glass, oh yeah, clear thing over the yeah. front of the phone, and then of course you know my cover has a custom the real Brian Show logo on the yes. back, which I never did show that to anyone. But anyway, it's a pretty sweet case from OtterBox. So the I guess it's kind of a glass plastic sort of thing it cracked and I was like, how did it crack? And they're like, well, it's because you dropped it. I'm like, dude, I I don't drop my phone. I mean, I'm really careful with it. And he said, oh, well, okay, it does happen. He goes, it's old technology. No problem. So this is the great thing. If you buy OtterBox stuff, you just take it into the store, you send it in and they'll replace it for free. 
if it's mm. cracked or broken or whatever, just because they guarantee it for life, which is amazing. So I go in and they pull that thing off and he goes, watch this. And he bends this old screen protector and it just shatters. And he's like, now the new stuff that they just came out with, they partnered with Corningware and they made it super strength. So if you try to bend it like he did, he said, you can make it into a taco shell and hold it forever pretty much. But if you keep bending it, then it'll just kind of snap in half. But he said that they tested it with a, at a shooting range and they took BB guns and shot 38 BBs at it before it finally started to crack. Like that's how strong it is. And then I was like, well, did you guys get to go to the testing range? And they're like, yeah, they don't really let us in. And I'm like, dude, you should have just come. You should have gone in with your gun and then started waving it around and be like, I got a gun right here. I could test it out. And then you get arrested and it would be hilarious. But anyway, um, shout out laugh. to those guys. Those guys are really awesome. Um, they told me a lot and it was, it was fun. Oh, and they said they talked about <laughs> the, uh, the testing team when they're testing out these cases, they'll let grizzlies play with the phones and they'll throw them out like of a car off a bridge, you know, going 80 miles an hour. And I'm not kidding. Like these are insane kinds of tests that they'll do with these cases. So if you guys want a good case for your phone and I'm not getting paid to do this, by the way, and this pisses me off right now, where's my sponsorship Otterbox? I'm like totally selling you all hometown guys. Come on. I should just send them an invoice. There you go. Yeah. All right. Anyway, good stuff though. Lots of fun. Uh, By the way, my Christmas trees may or may not still be up. Boy, you really shouldn't have admitted that. That's pretty bad. (laughs) What do you, what do you think? I'm going to remove the ambiguity and say that they definitely are. We took down the Christmas decorations. We just left the trees up because it's January. They're pretty and it's light and it gets dark early. So you you like the sparklies. I was having this conversation with a friend um, and really, you know, we live in a mountain state, first of all, and it's the sort of thing where if you have the lights off and you don't have them on, so you just have this big pine tree sitting in your corner that looks like a thing. That's theoretically <laughs> yeah. a thing that could go well in any home here. Yeah, it's true. In fact, mm. we have these little trees that were designed to be Christmas trees to set out on your porch. You know, you have one on either side of the door. Yeah. Yeah. We leave one of them up all year round. It just sits on a little pedestal and you know, we can plug it in if we want or not, but it's just decorational. It doesn't actually look like a Christmas decoration. Yeah. It's like having a slightly more festive house plant. Exactly. And you know what? I love lighting and I love house plants. Yes. We should sing the house plant song. Hey, speaking of lighting, <laughs> I've been nerding out on, you know, building a computer now because of mm-hmm. Alienware's trashy builds of crappy components are you going to send them an invoice for that sponsorship? Uh, let me just say this. <laughs> if you're thinking about buying an Alienware computer, don't. That's all Here I'm going to say. Here comes the cease and desist. <laughs> no, they can cease and desist me all they want until they give me a new computer. So uh, they put in very, very shoddy low-end parts. And, and I'm not mad at them. I'm just, you know, you get what you pay I'd well. I'd be mad. What, what I'm upset at is not Alienware. I'm upset at the review sites like PC World and PC Gamer and all of those review sites that put Alienware's up as like number one in three spots saying these are great computers and shame on you guys actually for reviewing it that way. But well, but to again, play devil's advocate, maybe Alienware had a bad batch of components two years ago and you're one of the poor schmucks that are are part of the fallout. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Although uh, it was so funny because when, when anyway, they, they basically told me that the motherboard and the CPU both fried, which is that doesn't happen. If you have good components, it just doesn't. Right. So he pulls out all the, the Ram was salvageable. The hard drives thankfully were salvageable. So I pulled those out and I could put them in the new computer, which is great. But you know, he was just like, yeah, these are really bad brands and you know, they're like the lowest of the lowest end brands to buy. Okay. I take it back. If they're putting bad brands in and not just bad batches, then that's just reprehensible. Yeah. That's they're not living up to their, they're not living up to their brand is what they're doing. They're purposely putting in like the, the cheapest possible brands you can buy. Right. And you know, it's funny because like I've been watching a bunch of YouTube videos about how to build a computer. And a lot of those guys will say, you know, you can get by with cheaper brands of certain components. Right. But it's like EVGA, for example. And if you're a computer person, you know that you know that brand and you'll be like, well, they're not a cheap brand. Exactly. That's the quote cheapest that a lot of these guys will go with and they're still reputable. 
even though like it's recommended to go with a still a higher end brand. But the point is, is like some of the stuff these guys put in, you, you've not even heard of their brands. It's like, who is this? <laughs> it's too bad. But I have been really nerding out on the parts and we talked about lighting. I, I'm a lighting nerd. And in fact, one of our friends said, if you haven't blown out your breaker yet, you don't have enough lighting in your computer if you haven't blown the breakers yet. So I'm going for a full on light show. And I mean, like it's going to be bright and we're, we're going to have a freaking part. I'm thinking about putting a subwoofer in the computer as well to go with the lights. Uh, just to vibrate the components a little more. Boom. Boom. It's like this light show. Somebody said, put a disco ball inside the computer. I, I was wondering was when the you? disco ball was going to show up. Yeah, we got to do that. That so sounds like something those. I would tell you to do. I don't think I was the one that told you to do that, okay. but I'm a hundred percent behind it. I'm thinking a monster case so that, you know, as you look inside, it's just this giant full size rotating disco ball. That's like right outside of the CPU. And you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, on a more serious level though, I built two computers in the past, it's been a while and today's computer building is so much easier and more straightforward. I'm actually blown away. I'm having fun just kind of like relearning about it and just seeing what it's, you know, oh, these components and this is how this goes together. And I'm asking some advice because our friend Captain Hammerpants designed the new AMD Ryzen processor, the whole CPU, by the way. It's good, by the way. People are by uh, himself. He designed it. Yes. And it's fan bloody tastic. So my computer is going to be amazing. And what I'm excited about is I'm building it in a way that will be able to handle recording video and video editing. So finally, after all this time of, you know, teasing it, we're finally going to start doing video as a bonus for all you fools. Perfect. I'm very excited about this. I've been putting it off because I wanted to find, here's why I put it off, by the way, just so you're thinking like, you know, he's been real flaky lately. The real Brian's not the kind of caliber that we're looking for. You might be thinking that, but the reality was is that I didn't want to just put out random videos for no reason. I wanted to have a purpose behind it. I wanted to have like a rhyme and a reason to it. And I also want to make sure that, you know, my face is perfect. Well, yeah, I was going to say now I'm going to have to get my face all pretty if I'm going to be back on the show because yeah. now, you know, if there's going to be people that I can actually see all of this, maybe we should just put you behind a green screen and we'll just kind of no, I'm kidding. That's dude, dude. <laughs> You know, each and every no, one no, of us keep, here. Keep going. I like, I like where, <laughs> I like where we're going with this. We've so got put some it behind the green screen. Okay. You got what I meant there. We have pretty faces. All of us. Captain, you too, man. Your beard is magnificent, by the way, Captain. I just want to mm. say that every time I see you, I'm like, wow, it's like manicured. It's like a putting green of black oh, yeah. hair. If we do video, I'm going to make sure that I do the, what was it? What was the guy on uh, home improvement? Oh, the yeah. Neighbor? Wilson, yeah, you're only going to see my face from the nose up. <laughs> that would be so cool, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a good time with that. So the debate I'm having right now is graphics cards. Should I wait until the new ones come out, which are supposed to be coming out right now in the next? Well, they're supposed to get announced in three months. They're supposed to come out in six months and then another maybe I six months. I can already months. answer that question for you right away. Yeah. Don't get a brand new graphics card. There's so many reasons not to. Oh, why is that? money being number money being the biggest one when a new graphics card model first comes out it's really expensive because everyone wants it's like the the hardcore gamers want that new car and they're going to pay a premium for it that's true get get one or two generations older and you're going to get a lot better bang for your buck yeah i yeah. know budget's a pro, uh, an issue right now so yeah it's the balance between budget and also enough power to handle what i need to do and of course Doing anything video, editing, and all that requires power. And of course, we game. So, but I promise you, any video editing you do and any gaming you play right now, in fact, I don't think there's a game out that won't run beautifully on last year's generation of video cards. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. I know. And that's honestly the way I'm leaning. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, but if it were coming out in like a month, maybe but i have this feeling it's going to be you know a year and then i'm like i'm not waiting a year to build a computer no you're not no no we need to start gaming again well yeah i know and now that you've returned from the speed force like we actually can start gaming no it's true it's exciting my return has been uh long awaited i'm excited you're back man me too yeah it's it's good to have you back how are you going to fit gaming in once you get back into your residency, you know, out of your vacation, back into your 70 to 80 hour work weeks? Where do you fit it? 
you know, without getting into too much of the detail, and um, <laughs> Brian and I have talked about this, but I went through a little bit of a rough patch when I made the transition back from said Speed Force. But how the sequence of events go, I got mono, then filed for divorce, then mm. had my tonsils out within the span of mm. about two weeks. Jeez. Oh, throw so. a colonoscopy in there, and then you got a, what is that, a... This royal flush? Yeah. What is that? Well, literally a royal flush. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. Oh, man, you went there. I was going to say a perfect storm, but yeah, you don't want the royal flush. No, yeah, absolutely. Ooh. No. But anyway, no, that's uh, that's become kind of along with creating and seeking out new music. One yeah. of my ways of kind of occupying my mind, occupying my thoughts in addition to being at work because I'm now with all of this free time that you know, I would have been uh, doing other things before. So um, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, kind of reconnecting with some of my old passions, gaming being one of them, music being another. Mm-hmm. The mad scientist, AKA Luke here is a mad drummer, by the way. You're not just a mad scientist and a mad doctor. You are a mad drummer. Freaking amazing, by the way. Well, thank you. Awesome musician. I we used to play together, that. actually. It was yeah, fun. we did. It was great. I haven't played since because I haven't been able to play with you. No, there's no drummer that works. Go ahead. We have a game night on Wednesday night and on Friday night and on Saturday night. And you're more than welcome to join us on Excellent. any of those nights. Count yeah. me in. Sea of Thieves on Wednesday nights. And, you know, we're, sure. we're flexible on Fridays and Saturdays. Yes. Yeah. Sounds we perfect. Butts handed to us and Sea of Thieves on Friday and Saturday. You know, yeah, on the weekends, it's bad. We, In fact, we mm-hmm. were, it was so funny. By the way, found out that Sea of Thieves is on Xbox. And thank you yeah. to Dr. The Rob Dog, who has allowed me to borrow one of his Xboxes. I installed Sea of Thieves and I was able to join you guys. It's cool. It's one of the few cross-platform games right now where I can play on Xbox. You guys can play on PC. I'm just terrible at the Xbox controller. You know, the mouse and keyboard is so much better. Like I fall off the boat sometimes now because I can't control yep. it. Got our butts handed yes. to us on Saturday. That was that was just bad. But then I played with Rob dog on Sunday after about an hour, we finally saw a sloop and then we saw a brig and they just minded their own business. And we had no confrontations at all oh, with the exception awesome. of a few ghost pirate ships that, you know, popped out of the water. Ghost pirates. Oh, they were, we destroyed them and we did get hit by the Kraken and we died anyway, as one does when they get hit by a Kraken. We took down the Kraken once. All right. Yeah, with a galleon. So that was fun. But anyway, the point is, is you can come as long as you don't have spider pans experience. Who, um, <laughs> he's never had a good experience with that game. But God every time he it. plays with us, it's on a weekend where there's all these elite players uh, going after us. Weekend gaming is just a bad time. So I, yeah, I've been getting back into League of Legends. Oh, and playing on the weekends with that is just an absolutely miserable experience. Mm. Because not only any, do you get like the really game, good yeah. pro players who are, you know, coming in, spending all their time there on the weekend. You also get the people who absolutely suck, including uh, yours truly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the thing. You have a life, man. You're you're in residency. You know, you're good, but you don't have the time to be excellent. I, I can't and, put and in that okay. 10,000 hours to master it. That's all right. You know, we're, we're also Renaissance people. We've got to have, you know, the variety. Variety is the spice of life. That's true. Well, Speaking of gaming, I yeah. finished my Link's Awakening on Switch. Did you like By the it? Way, I, beat it. Oh. I beat it. Oh, yeah, it was wonderful. It was, okay. just, it was just like the, the old Game Boy version from the mid-90s, and, nice. but in color and much nicer graphics. But I started playing Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. And the lady who got it out of the case for me at Target, <laughs> I said, she said, which game do you want? I want Breath of the Wild. She goes, ooh. And she got it out, and she like handed it to me like it was some precious relic. And it's awesome. But it is. And and now that I've played it, I totally understand why. Because it is such an enchanting. (sighs) It really is. It reminds me of a game version of the movie Spirited Away. Did you guys ever see Spirited Away? I didn't. Long time ago. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. I never saw it though. It's that movie's very atmospheric. It's very enchanting. The music, the atmosphere of it. It reminds me a lot of Breath of the Wild, and it's highly Mm -hmm. addictive. It's sort of a mix of adventure and survival game survival is a big genre right now for some reason but yeah. it's it's an adventure and survival with a lot of little portal style puzzle mini dungeons thrown in like you go in these little shrines they're called yeah. and you do like between one and three puzzles that that remind you of a portal level mm-hmm. but the game really makes me wish i had a full switch that mm. i have a switch light i wish i had a full switch now that i could play on a large screen because this game really definitely deserves 
the large format slash surround yeah. sound experience. So that yeah. game specifically does. And it's funny because I, I have the regular switch and I played it portably and it was fun. Oh, yeah, I have a regular switch and then I played it on the, the big screen and I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. I it's never addictive. finished the game. Oh. You know, the only reason, and we've had this discussion a thousand times. The only reason I've not finished the game is because I just, I, I prefer to play more co-op and because, well, of course, now I have I have an excuse to play that game. You guys could. I wonder if I could stream on the Switch. That would be cool because then you could actually. Oh, we could play at the same oh. time together, like we did Alien Isolation. It's a little too open world for that. I don't know if yeah. that would work. Well, I yeah, I know, but we could say like let's do these quests, or we're in this part of the world. Yeah, there we go. You know, and you do your own thing. You could say, hey, I just killed a, you know, a fish. And you could be like, oh yeah, well, I just killed a. <laughs> dragon anyway well your mom yeah oh no here we go yeah um but dude we we that would be a fun one to do uh kind of alien isolation style but anyway i'm glad you're enjoying it that really is a fantastic game and if nintendo continues to do that level of gameplay of course if anybody can take something like that that would be amazing i mean and i still think that spider-man game on ps4 has versions of that where it's it's not really open world like Breath of the Wild, but it's it, it's pretty semi close. open world. Yeah, it's open yeah. Manhattan. Yeah, that's yeah. and that's the trend these days doing these giant open world games. And I think Breath of the Wild was one of the first ones to kind of well, no, they perfected it. Yeah, I would say because I mean, you look at Guild Wars two is a very open world. And okay, that was out yeah. a long time ago. World of Warcraft mm-hmm. was open world. There's a lot of them. Yeah, this is yeah. true. So, oh, by the way, I've never been to Manhattan in real life, but I've been there now in Spider-Man, so I've seen it. I've been there. Booyah. And by the way, real New York doesn't have Avengers Tower. So there suck on yeah. that. Booyah. And it's really tall. I just have to share this level of ridiculous giddiness right now. And I'm, I'm trying to calm myself, breathe, do a little meditation, a little bit of yoga right now um. because <laughs> the new Star Trek TV show Picard premiered yesterday. You have no idea how excited I am. I'm going to be watching it tonight and um, we will definitely be reviewing the show next yeah, week. Yeah, I, oh I signed up for CBS all access today just because <laughs> of that. So <laughs> I canceled my Disney plus uh, subscription yeah. uh, until the next Mandalorian season comes out and now I've replaced it with CBS all access <sighs> just so I can watch Picard. Oh, I'm so excited. It better and be I good. Discovery Picard better be amazing. Because they've been hyping this thing up and we all have way too high of expectations, which is our own dang faults. How many times do we <laughs> yeah. talk about that? But here's the thing. It's Patrick Stewart. It'll be good. Yeah. As long as he does the Picard maneuver and says, make it so engage engage oh. number one fire. But you know, are Dave, you out of your mind? Well, I, I can't do <laughs> the voice right now. out of your mind. Did you know, though, yeah. that data is going to be in it? Data. What? Really? So my theory on this, like by Spiner the way, himself, yeah, Brent Spiner himself as data, but data died in Star Trek nemesis, the movie, right? Yeah. And of course his earlier, what would that be? The, the not counterpart, the pre, what, what is that? What's the term for that? Oh, his, pre, uh, his predecessor? predecessor. There we go. Predecessor. Yeah. Is What's B, his name? It's B four, you know, hello. Uh, Q four. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, I think he transferred his like data transferred his memory or something into B4, but B4 is a little bit more primitive. And so there are signs and there's some theories now that of course it's out. So you guys can watch it for yourself, but that, you know, data is transferred into B4 and data's, you know, well, he's alive and well now we'll see arrow is man. It started off with a bang, the, the final season. And um, there's a few episodes and I'm like, Oh, this is pretty interesting. I wonder what they're, it's almost like they're just doing a bunch of fan service to season one and two and just kind of like, I mean, they kind of have to Let's just wrap the show up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe some of you have a different theory or or opinion on it, but it's been all right. But we uh, got through the first 10 episodes of The Rookie comes back in February. But that man, episode 10 was a little gritty. Mm. It's very good, though. But wow, I was uh, a little shocked that they kind of pushed some stuff there a little bit as far as the, you know, because it's been a happy cop show. Oh, sure. And now they brought in a serial killer and some stuff around that. It was a little intense. You know, when you bring in the serial killer, things get a little dark. You know, what's funny is the actress has been on a lot. She was on timeless. She was a bad girl and timeless, but um, she she's a great actress, but her character is cold. Oh, my mm. coldness. I mean, you just kind of 
here's the thing. I should not nerd out about this, but my curiosity gets the better of me. And I'm like, is this really how serial killers act? Is this like they really have no emotion? Are they really this giddy about hurting people? Because that's called sociopathy, Brian. That's messed up, man. I mean, that's legitimately messed up. It's one thing like you do something wrong. You have remorse, right? And it doesn't sound like these guys do at least how they portray it on the show. So I'm just like, ooh, man, I don't know if I want to know. No, so, yeah, and that gets well, into all sorts of psychopathology where you have psychopathy, sociopathy, yeah, all of those things that those those are probably outdated terms that I'm using. Uh, for, please forgive me any psychologists that are listening right now, but <laughs> yeah. the the complete lack of remorse, the lack of mm. what we would usually consider human emotion and I need to do a little bit of very basic research on this to find out is this real and does this happen and how does this happen and why does this happen? You know, is there even a way that this can be reversed or are these people literally just screwed? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm curious about that. What I don't want to know is what these people do. So, because you know what? The more you know is not necessarily better. I will spare <laughs> my mind some of those details, but I'm just curious. Like, so is not this, going to be watching real? the like three dozen Ted Bundy shows that are now on Netflix. Yeah, I think I'm going yeah, to skip yeah. those um, hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Definitely. Might answer your question. I feel like I could ask our, uh, our psychologist friends and I'm sure they could probably tell us a lot more that we can learn that Bring way. I'm on the show. You know, I, I would love to um, invitation is open. Just throwing that out right now. By the way, going to see Jumanji tonight. The new one. Finally. Good. A month later. Did you like it? Oh, it's so good. <sighs> I, <laughs> I loved the 2017 version. I, you know, that movie was amazing, but I can't wait. No. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. And I, Good. I don't know that we've talked about this phenomenon specifically, but I love the ability of actors to play different versions of themselves yes. or just inhabit a character. I used to love the show orphan black where the main uh, girl plays, you know, seven, eight different cloned versions of herself. And each one has a distinct personality. Um, yeah, I've heard that's amazing. Same thing shows up on the flash where you have all of these different versions yeah. of Dr. Wells and he plays just oh, all of these alternate. I love those. And the same thing applies to this movie where they all just have these other personalities or characters or voices inhabit them. And it's, I will never get tired of the rock as an old man with a New York accent. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. It is so glorious. Oh man, this is going to be fun. You know, and the thing is, is that regardless of whether it's a fantastically done movie, it's just happy and it's fun and it's joyful and it's a great entertainment no, that's yeah, really that, and that's what I've been falling back on so much. Just yeah. the things that you can go to and be like, this is fun. Happy. Yes, I know there, there's joy. There's yeah. so much joy in it, you know, and that's honestly, I, I was a very, very critical last week about the Witcher. Some of you may have a very different experience because I'm with you on this, that I'm just tired of the dark, brooding, heavy, depressing crap. And I wouldn't say that the Witcher is necessarily that, but I think it just kind of pushed me over the edge in episode five. So I just wanted to be fair that some of you still may like the show. My review still holds true. I still stand by everything I said, but you may have a very different opinion because I really am with you on this one. I'm craving happy, more positive, lighter, cleaner, just nicer stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay to do that. Which is why yeah. I love Legends of Tomorrow. I that's for the, the show. It's completely ridiculous. Booyah. Hey, Mad Scientist, it's been so great to have you back, man. It has been so great being back. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, we'll do it again now that you've re- emerged from the Speed Force. So that you're sounds here. excellent. You'll have time to uh, hang out with us, hopefully a little bit more. But of course, you won't be oh, in the yeah. studio next time. You can pop on Discord. No, oh, yeah, for sure. Live from Salt Lake City. It's the real Brian show, I guess. <laughs> that was pretty cool. It was like almost Saturday Night Live. Yeah, just about. <sighs> That makes me want to go watch the Chippendale skit with Matt Foley. I mean, Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> go to realbryanshow.com slash 196. You can find the show notes there. Like I said, I'm going to post those music videos from The Who. Not The Who, but The Who. So go check that one out. And of course, we'll have all the links and all that. Definitely get in touch with us. Would you like people to follow you at all, Mad Scientist? Once I actually have all of my social media back up and running, you will be able to find me at whatever I end up picking is my username. (laughs) (laughs) So in other words, you're, you're an enigma right now. So that is correct. Yeah. You've been ghosted people. 
So but soon there will be pictures of my new kitten. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. Last thing. Tell us about the kitten story because Captain Influence loves cats. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, as part of uh, rebuilding my life, I've decided that I need something a little bit fluffy to care for and snuggle with. So um, the way that it worked out, some old family friends here in town have a cat that they rescued, kind of, you know, helped to save, has been with them for the last couple of weeks, um, and is around like five, six months old at this Mm. point. And they heard that I was looking at potentially adopting, and they were like, oh, have we got a cat for you? Oh, nice. So that's that's, um, the main reason that I've been in town, actually, is uh, getting to know him a little bit and getting all set for uh making that the move back yeah. so uh honestly oz is gonna be a little bit more on social media than i am oz. as it turns out oz. Wait a did minute. you name him after the buffy character be honest oh my god i forgot okay, that was a buffy no. character <laughs> that's a no <laughs> i was thinking that if you're getting a cat you wanted to snuggle with that you would name him like snickers or sniffles or something like that but i mean <laughs> it's a little too cutesy for me All right, right now oz, oz oh, is man. cool so you named after what what is oz from australia also uh, yes <laughs> As there's also the a wizard, wizard. <laughs> and there's I'm, I'm totally kidding and I'll, I'll get into this on a future show, but there's this whole <laughs> long uh, logical thread within my yeah, head where his original name was Oscar and I decided to shorten it. And it also ties into this anime that I've been watching. And okay. there's, there's this whole, whole thing where um, it all plays into my uh, gigantic master plan. Speaking of animes, you should have called your cat Ura. I don't know what that is. That's from an anime, man. It's from uh, El Hazard. One of my, that's one of my favorite anime of all time, though. All right. But that's uh, Ura is the cat that actually turns into living armor. It oh, comes and becomes perfect. like your chest. Pe- oh, it's oh, such a cool so cat. Good. Such an awesome cat. So you're going to drive back with Oz. Flying, actually. Oh, even better. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is a thera- therapy cat, so he's going to sit on my lap. Yeah, exactly. And booyah to that. This is emotional support animal. Yeah, emotional support. Yeah. There you go. But uh, very I'm cool. Not, I'm not big into emotional support animals on planes, but if it's a cat, I'm totally okay with it. Yeah. Is it one of those bald cats and you could have it on your lap and be like, look what you did to Mr. <laughs> Bigglesworth. <laughs> you stressed it out. Oh, that would be bald hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what are those called again? The bald this, cats. Uh, Sphinx. 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 Yeah. Sphinx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a so, Rex too. It's a very short. That's short right. The Rex cat. and the Sphinx. What, what's your cat? Kind of blondish American short hair. Okay. Very cool. So eventually you'll be able to follow me, get some good kitten pictures, get some uh, get cat some fluff videos. in your day, some cat videos. Well, if you're on the show and doing video, we can have some cat videos. There it is. Yep. Fire. Why do you have these three scrapes down your eye like Samuel Jackson in Avengers? That was the cat. There's a very good reason for that. Yeah. You know, if you could somehow pull that off with your cat, then booyah. There it is. All right. Just well, call me fury. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. They say disco is long dead, but I'm not so sure. If it were so dead, why was a butcher dancing to KC and the Sunshine Band at the grocery store the other day? Well, you know what the music means. It's time to rock and roll. Hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, Captain. Get back to your house. Make sure it is not too cold tonight. Uh, it's freezing in Siberia. Hey, it is. Thank you, mad scientist. Go listen to The Who, but not The Who. The Who. Right. Right. Exactly. That's very clear. All right. Have a great week. The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.